there a doctor in the house? Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor. 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 And doctor. It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Batar. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. The doctor is in. Well, miracles do happen. And it's not that Dr. Batar is here on time, because he mostly always is here on time, but we just did, Dr. Batar, a segment about a cruise. You know how they do theme cruises? Like, get people to go on a cruise all for, well, like, a, an event, right? And yep. this cruise was for flat earthers, people who believe the earth is flat. And, you know, we covered it, Super Don and I, in a lighthearted, fun, and silly way, because... You know, we like to be lighthearted, fun, and silly more than not whenever we can. But anytime you see the flat earth debate versus the spherical earth debate, people are yelling and screaming at each other as bad as like someone who's a rabid pro-vaxxer against a parent who said, oh my gosh, I'm not vaccinating my kid because this stuff is dangerous, right? And I'm looking in our chat room, and I was going to ask you about this too because you also have a chat room when we're on the air together doing the advanced medicine. And the people are so nice to one another. Even people who believe differently, they're all like, yeah, it's okay. You know, I'm like, it's a miracle. Yeah, you know, I think it's that religiosity aspect that we've talked about before. I think that's what is the dogma when you start, when you have an interesting discussion or people disagree, that's one thing. But when you start to question the religiosity of their dogmatic beliefs, as in the vaccination type things, then I think you're... You're actually transcend. This is back to the Crusade ages. Remember, mm-hmm. the Crusades that killed more people in the name of God than at any other time in the history of man. And I think this is like the new Crusade, if you will. This is the modern day Crusade. You can have differences in religion, and it's completely fine in sexual preference, in ethnicities, no problem. But you start questioning the mandate of the vaccination mm-hmm. schedules. Now you've created, you know, a boundary violation that is not going to be tolerated i think this is the new religion yeah the new dogma i I think it is about any belief as i said we we could have deeply held religious convictions spiritual concepts in our life that guide us and there are always going to be people that disagree or have a different view or angle on it the question is are we going to use our precious energy while we're here to to to, you know fight and do battle i think some people engage in that because it, it it drives their adrenals or something that goes on but I like to think that we can be light and happy, even if people are, you know, yelling at us because we believe differently than them. But when it comes with violence, of course, that's where we could draw the line. And we say that in the vaccine realm. This is the most, perhaps the most, all right up there with the most violent acts you can visit upon defenseless little babies and children. And even Paul Offit has described and acknowledged that vaccines are a violent act. But now the violence being perpetrated under fraud as it's becoming more and more obvious because the government fired its main consultant, Dr. Zimmerman, their vaccine expert, when he found that, yes, there were cases of autism legitimately caused by vaccinations. And our friend Cheryl Ackeson, your friend, I said, you, I think you've, she's interviewed you before, has a show online, a TV show as well on some television uh, networks, and she revealed this as well, what was covered on um, uh, Del Bigtree's show, this show, as well as through... Uh, 
uh, RFK Jr.'s lawsuit now and, and uh, whistleblower kind of concept going into the Department of Justice saying, hey, the, all of those proceedings, that omnibus proceeding on 5,000 cases of vaccines causing autism that you dismissed were based on fraud. This is coming out big time. Now this is, this is violence based on fraud. Yeah, this is interesting because this is not new information. This happened back in 2007 when Zimmerman brought it to the attention of the attorneys that were arguing on, on the pro side for vaccines. And it's interesting also that those attorneys, the, the, the pro side is represented by the Department of Justice attorney. So it's not just the fraud aspect, but it's the Department of Justice that committed the fraud aspect that makes it so interesting. Yes. And when you talk about the violation of babies, and it's a, that this is so vi- such a violent act, you know, the thing is, this is the most violent act against mankind. I think, and I've said this before, I've said this to you in private conversations, and I've said this publicly, that as bad as some of the things that have happened in human history, such as Adolf Hitler, right? As bad as that was, this makes Adolf Hitler look like an infant, because this is mass genocide on a generational level that's affecting the human species, which is exactly what um, Hitler tried to do. Sure. It's almost like the agenda, What it didn't work out the way he wanted it, and so he passed the baton on to someone else. Okay, maybe I'm really, you know, dark here, but that's what it seems like. Because when you start to understand the nature of some of the substances that are put in vaccinations, and then how it wasn't enough to be in the vaccines, it wasn't enough to be in the dental amalgam, it wasn't enough to be in some of our food substances, so they then decided to add it to things like the light bulbs. In the, in the interest of efficiency and the green movement, they added mercury to light bulbs. Now, how often is a light bulb broken in the planet? It's well, like... Yeah. Probably thousands every day. All the time. And, and people are being exposed to mercury, not just through the shots, exactly. but again, through you go to a Home Depot or any of these places. Who knows? Are they treating it like hazard materials that they're supposed to hazmat wastes? But at the risk of playing into the Hegelian dialectic, which I don't like to do, you brought up the environmental movement. And there are good people in it that really care for the environment, but I think in many cases they're being manipulated because it seems to be a movement to make government bigger. Right, Because the only thing that's going to save the environment is if the EPA takes over. Right, And I just covered last hour stories about both Health Canada and the EPA saying glyphosate, a.k.a. Roundup, just fine. We're not going to ban it. We don't believe the science saying that it causes cancer. And if we look at the vaccine issue that we're just talking about, we're talking about the Department of Justice and all of the investigative arms of the federal government, like the FBI. Such high-level corruption. Do you want more power? for those agencies of government to visit this, I'm going to say it, Holocaust on all people, on all children who believe in the vaccine paradigm or are frightened into it. And so where I see our friends on the political left are lost, they believe that the government can stop this. And it's only if you shrink the government small enough that it won't have the power to do it, to force it, to mandate it. You follow my, my, uh, my thought form here? Absolutely, I do. But, Robert, I think to blame the government is, is actually irresponsible on our part because they're only, they're only complicit. It's actually the, the pharmaceutical industry, however they've manipulated the situation. It's also the doctors. Because, remember, 
the government's job is to govern. The government's job is to provide safety. Yes, I agree with that, and I and I completely. I'm not trying to shirk them of their of their responsibility, but I'm saying that they were complicit. They didn't actually commit the crime. The crime, of course, was committed by the pharmaceutical industry, but the person who carried the weapon of destruction and started to put those put that um, destructive power. Uh, into into actual performance. In other words, the person who lit the dynamite stick or pulled the grenade pin—that's the medical profession. Sure. And but Doctor Batar, make sure that stepping stepping back from that again. I don't it, to say I blame the government again. It's it's misunderstood a little bit out there. I'm glad you bring that up. It's the government as a as an entity that is utilized by those entities, right? It's the one that. Yeah. We grant special privilege to rule over us, even though in America that was never supposed to be the case. And if we look at medicine, how did it become organized into an undercover dictatorship? Well, it used this concept of licensure to eliminate competition. It became a monopoly. So it became where you don't know where medicine ends and government begins and vice versa when it comes to allopathic uh, forms of medicine. So again, we come back to that, not blaming government, but recognizing as our founders did that if we invest so much power in a centralized bureaucracy or authority, we will be the lesser for it. It'll be a very dangerous day. Absolutely. I completely agree. You're absolutely right. And so that people don't misunderstand, this is actually a phenomena and a modus operandi of all aspects of society, not just medicine. You see this in the legal profession. You see this in the economic profession, the financial industry. You see this everywhere. The problem is that it's um, it impacts mankind on a generational level when it comes to healthcare and, and medicine more so than any other industry. And and the manner in which it's insidiously allowed to propagate and perpetuate, it has an implication on the survival of the human species. And that's where my basis of saying that this is this makes Hitler look like a, a little infant because it's, it's annihilating the human species. I mean, 30, 20, 15 even years into the future, what's going to happen if in 20 years we have one out of two children that's being born in the world having autism, which is, which, which is where what the numbers will be if the current projections continue, then how is the human species going to survive? Because one out of every two means that half the population will be taken care of the other half of the population. Yeah. And then we talk about the spiritual aspect. We've mm-hmm. totally forgotten that. Why, why is this happening right now? Because I believe the children came here to teach us tolerance, unconditional love, patience. And, and we as a human species really desperately need to hear that message. Yeah, we, we are sucking the eggs on some of those properties that we need to embrace and engage on, including the differences on the flat Earth, sphere Earth. I mean, again, step back and allow people to have their experience as long as it doesn't violate your rights to life, liberty, or property. These are pretty basic adult concepts that I think, uh, you know, we're all, uh, I hope, mature enough to engage in. But we see this on a global scale, on an interpersonal scale, where people tap into petty beliefs even if they value their beliefs, they become petty when they use them to violate the beliefs of others. You're absolutely right, Robert. And this is where that spiritual toxicity, the seventh toxicity, comes into play. When, when a group of people feels, or a person feels, that their spiritual belief uh, is more important than somebody else's to the point that they feel it's necessary to manipulate and, and in, you know, force them yeah. to change their belief system. So that's where that seventh toxicity, spiritual toxicity, comes in in the seventh toxicity philosophy. 
And that's where we have the belief in vaccination being part and parcel to the violation of fundamental rights of self-determination. The idea that you would inject a baby on the day of birth, you know, with a vaccine and and not even reveal the the true risks, much less the lack of necessity for such a shot or any of them. Or like last hour, we talked about flu shots during pregnancy and they said it's going to protect women from having uh, preterm babies. Well, it turns out it's only women who visit the ICU with flu that end up with that scenario. They didn't, well, they mentioned it, but they don't really mention it. We'll talk about more of that with Dr. Batar after this. Advanced Medicine continues on the Robert Scott Bell Show. You're listening to the Robert Scott Bell Show. The Robert Scott Bell Bell Show. Robert Scott, the Robert Scott Bell Show. So if Super Don can get along with people who put pineapple on their pizza, there's no excuse for any of y'all out there listening to the Robert Scott Bell Show to not get along with one another. We do advanced medicine each and every week at this time with Dr. Rasha Bittar. We've got the advanced medicine conference coming up. There are links in the show notes. We'll talk about it more or less in our longer segment, I think. Uh, in addition to the, the bogus vaccine science that's parading as legitimate, we have sugar science. Right? In the course of the 20th century, we've talked about this, Dr. Batar. They said, sugar's not bad. It's fat. You've got to avoid fat. And, of course, that's when they started promoting motor oil, a.k.a. margarine, instead of butter, for instance. And the disaster to the health of people. Again, who made it possible that that would be an official, sanctioned, science dogma? government agents, government agencies. And again, I come back to that common theme so you all understand how it manifests more successfully. If you can take charge of government and you get favor in course, this is why the the friends of the emperor throughout history are the ones you learn about. Did you hear about Antoine Béchamp, the law of the terrain? No, you hear about the germ theory and Louis Pasteur. He was friends with the emperor. This is not a new phenomenon. Yeah, that's interesting because my... Old lab partner, Dr. Victoria, had a, had a saying that I really liked. And the saying was, he who dictates, how was it? He who dictates history controls the future. Yes. And, or, so, so oh, I'm sorry, he who dictates the narrative uh, controls history. Something to that extent. You know, he who controls the narrative dictates history. I think that's what it was. So basically, whoever is in charge of telling the story, whoever has control of the story, they will write the history that everybody else will remember. And so that's the altered history that we, as the general population, general society, have been taught, and that's what we believe. But in actuality, the true historical perspective is often lost. And actually, the Advanced Medicine Conference that we have coming up in March, I'm sorry, in, in May, mm-hmm. in Pasadena, the, the theme is the evolution of man and medicine. And in fact, the history, the historical perspective is so important to understand because if we don't understand that historical perspective, we are destined to repeat the past, as Edmund Burke said. So part of this is actually the evolutionary process. And I don't know, Robert, if we have enough time to even talk about that, but the evolutionary process that we think about Darwin's theory of evolution, survival of the fittest, is actually not accurate. 
because That's historically correct. it was a scientist by the name of Wallace. Dr. Bruce Lipton actually does a beautiful job explaining this, but it was a it was a evolutionary scientist by the name of Wallace who wasn't in the same social strata as as uh, Darwin, and he actually talked about the survive the elimination of the weakest, which is a very different phenomenon than survival of the fittest, because survival of the fittest denotes a competition and elimination, whereas uh, elimination of the weakness is that there's there's no fighting. It's a cooperative type thing. It's an elimination of the weakest. Uh, weakest rung. It's not people trying to fight and trying to be the best, because Darwin's theory of evolution survival of the fittest means that everyone's fighting and only the top survive. So it's yes. a completely different component. Did you like the way I asked you? I don't know whether we have enough time to talk about it, and then I went ahead and talked about it. Yes, you did. You, you did well. Don't wait. Just do it, because if we have a break, we come back and we keep talking about it, so it's okay. Also, my favorite chapter written on the, the bogusness of Darwin and Darwinism is by our good friend, dearly departed Liam Sheff, official story. He's got a whole chapter on Darwinism being dead. You guys read that. You'll get that perspective that uh, we're trying to relate and Dr. Batar's relating here. Yeah, and, and actually understanding these concepts and understanding how history has been manipulated, I myself, and I know, Robert, you, you and I have talked about this, I myself have been duped many, many times. We, we all have. Altered yes. his, yeah, this historical perspective. For example, the thing about marijuana and how our fathers, forefathers, actually recognized marijuana as a, or hemp as a, as a, as a blessing from the Creator, and yes. how it was demonized because of the paper industry. And until I heard Ty give that lecture at one of our first advanced medicine conferences, what, six, seven, eight years ago, I had no idea that that was the true history of marijuana. And now look at it. You know, 30 states and a couple of countries have now legalized it, and and, you know, how can you demonize a plant that grows on the, on the planet and has such a universal application from everything from clothing to construction material to uh, shampoos and soaps and medicinal and therapy? I mean, there's so many different benefits from marijuana. And yet well, it's, it's, good. Demonized. it's good enough for government to demonize, right? So then you know it's probably good. Again, this is the thing. If the, if the CDC says, don't do it, I'll probably do it. If they say do it, I probably won't. But you'll learn that. You'll survive. You'll live if you don't believe the lies coming from government so-called scientists. We've got that and a whole lot more coming up. Uh, lead, not just in Flint, Michigan, but if you grew up with it in gasoline, we'll talk about it next. The Robert Scott Bell Show. In all my years of radio, I've never seen anything like this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, always a great time together with Dr. Rashi Batar here doing advanced medicine. You go to, uh, well, there's a lot of a lot of places for archives, including iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, UK Health Radio, YouTube Simulcast. Dr. Batar is doing Simulcast usually now through uh, his Facebook channel. Is that right, Dr. Batar, on Facebook? Yeah. Facebook Live. Yeah, that's correct. And, of course, uh, advancedmedicine.com. There is so much there now. I can't even begin to describe all the things that are there, including the IADFW, including Van VCD, the ability to submit uh, information about your kids, whether they're vaccinated or not, self-assessed health, things like that that are so valuable to gather. Uh, but we've got to, first, before we go to our next story, I want to remind everybody, and, and for those of you new listeners, let you know about an opportunity to get together with 
well, Dr. Rasha Bittar and me and some others will talk about at the Advanced Medicine Conference coming up in Pasadena, California. That's Memorial Day weekend, Saturday and Sunday of Memorial Day weekend in Pasadena, Los Angeles, California. Uh, Dr. Bittar, Superdon has worked very quickly to make more updates to the uh, registration links and things like that. But uh, first and foremost, what is the goal? You mentioned a little bit the theme of the event, but we want a little, little bit more detail on it. Well, the theme of the event is evolution of man and medicine. And the description on the website will actually give people a better insight. But essentially, Robert, it's a conference that I believe is a conference that has never, this type of conference has never been held before because we're bringing together people from different industries, researchers, scientists, doctors, uh, people from the entertainment industry, that all have the same common message, but from different perspectives. How many times do people go to a conference and they leave more confused because there have been multiple presenters, but they give differing opinions? Here, you can have different industries, different people representing different sectors coming together with the same universal message. And I believe that the spiritual aspect alone will transcend anything and everything that's out there. Because the energy that's going to be created from the collective consciousness of these people that are coming together, not just the speakers, but also by the people that are going to be attending, I believe will resonate and send out almost like a beacon all over the planet, and it'll be like a calling to arms. And I don't mean that in a violent sense. I mean that on the, in a consciousness awareness sense. So I'm really, really excited about it, and I am truly, truly grateful that the people that are coming as speakers and the people that, are coming, that have already purchased tickets. I mean, we've already got people from other countries that have already purchased the tickets, and we're still, what, five months away from the event. So it's really, really exciting. And if you have an opportunity to come, if there's one event you're going to attend this year, this is the event. If you are aware and you're conscious and you want to take it to the next level or you feel that you're already in the next level and you want to be around like-minded people, this is the event to be at. Yes, and uh, Super Don's put the links up. We'll be blasting them out through social media, and we're going to get you details as soon as we digest them as far as special offers for Robert Scott Bell Show Advanced Medicine listeners, right? We always like to do that, special gifts for you all. So if you're thinking even a little bit about coming out to the Los Angeles Basin and get out, you'll get out. You'll get in, you'll get out. Those of you who live there, I, I, I got nothing. I just I love you when we come to visit, but we're not staying. <laughs> but we're going to be there and bring that power to heal we talk about here all of the time, back where it belongs. We'll remind you that that power to heal is yours. And the concepts, the uh, excitement, the genuine upliftment of getting together like this with like minds, people who are on a, a similar energetic wavelength, you leave uplifted. Robert, if I can just interject one other thing. For the members mm -hmm. of the IADFW, there's a special one-hour event at, in between the two days, on Saturday evening. And also, I just want to let everybody know that the IADFW members-only videos are being loaded up right now, and they will be three to five videos every week they will be loaded up. And this is where myself and Robert and other speakers or other physicians, other providers, other healthcare providers that we come across from time to time when we have a message, but we can't say it out openly in the public realm, that's where those videos will be posted. Uh, they will be short videos on YouTube. In fact, the YouTube channel is youtube.com forward slash Dr. Buttar. 
and we've got probably 30, 40 new videos up there. We should have almost 100 videos by the end of January there. And these will be segments that uh, we've covered on the radio together, but there'll be also additional information. So I'm pretty excited about that. That YouTube channel is uh, it's different than, it's different than um, Robert's YouTube channel because Robert's YouTube channel has the whole radio on here, uh, uh, the whole radio broadcast on there, all of the shows. This is only the segments based upon the specific topics that we are dissecting and then putting it together so that people can easily search that information. So there's no competition there. Robert, you know, yeah. I would never compete against you. I'd just bring you in the fold. Yes, yes, I know. And we're, like I said, uh, we're, we're on the mission together here, so it's very exciting what's happening. Uh, now, let's talk about the, what we grew up with, because we're the same, we talk about it, we're the same age. Back when we were kids, there was still lead in gasoline, right? We've heard all of the controversy about lead in the water in Flint, Michigan, and other municipalities around the country. We're not arguing it's, it's better in one form or another. I think it's all bad. But we were inhaling that stuff as kids. Now there's a study, apparently, uh, that says 94% of Americans who grew up with leaded gasoline are lead poisoned and brain damaged. Now, that means I can't blame millennials because they didn't grow up in the era of lead unless they were drinking it. But, again, there's been a lot of assaults to our brain and nervous system and now microbiome, of course, through heavy metals for a long time, even before the mercury thing was on many people's radar. Well, when I met with the CDC the first time, which was supposed to be a half-hour meeting and ended up being four hours, and then the second time, uh, I am not allowed to say the name of the head of the toxicology division, but he's an MD-PhD, and he was actually the very person who led the advance to get lead out of, led the advance, right, led the advance, the charge, to get lead out of gasoline in the 1970s and 1980s. And, in fact, when he found out that there were doctors out there that were actually addressing the mercury toxicity issue. Now, he gave me a hug. He said, I didn't even know that there were doctors out there that were specifically looking at mercury and eliminating it uh, or trying to eliminate it. Because um, in certain sectors, and I'm not going to go into detail because I was asked not to talk about this in detail, but in certain sectors of the government, the number one public health concern at least five, six, seven years ago was mercury. And these very people that are pretty high up in the governmental levels also said that if anybody ever states that, they would deny it because, again, there's something going on about mercury. There's like some kind of, there's some type of um, safety mechanism or protective mechanism around mercury to prevent people from realizing how destructive it is. In fact, even how beautiful it looks and how you know, the morphological structure of mercury and liquid and the way it kind of you, know, you play with it, and it's so attractive to kids. It's like the ultimate toy. There's something about mercury. I, I, I believe, Robert, there's, there's something very sinister oh, yes. that protects mercury. When I say protect, I mean keep mercury within commerce, within the industries. So you've got it in dental amalgams and foods and preservatives and eye drops. It's, it's out of, um, uh, if out you want to... Dr. Batar, if you want to dampen consciousness, yeah. there's nothing better than mercury to do that. Now, lead, not good. Uh, and, of course, they're talking about lowering IQ with lead. We, we know there are, are damaging impacts, but nothing does it at lower levels than mercury. That's right. Nothing causes denudation like, like neurofibrils like mercury does. Now, it's interesting with lead because you mentioned reduction of IQ. There were studies that were done that showed actually lower dose of lead being more destructive and and causing more of a decrease in IQ than higher level of lead, which is somewhat counterintuitive. But then when you start thinking about it from the homeopathic principle, and you also think about it from a, a mass assault 
perspective, if there's a mass uh, assault of lead on the body, then the body's elimination pathways may get kicked in. But when it's a small, insidious amount, maybe it doesn't kick in. Or maybe it's a homeopathic principle um, where it's actually being magnified. I, I don't know why it causes that, but the studies showed clearly that lower level of lead increased uh, deficits in IQ. And now this particular study talking about 94% of Americans are brain damaged. I think that if you look at the researchers on vaccines that say vaccines are good, that's probably 100% of those people that are brain damaged from lead. Right. Yeah, and if you say across the board there's been a lowering of what they call the intelligent quotient, I, I would agree. Again, look at what has happened in the 20th century, more so than any other. Uh, you know, obviously it's contemporary history here, but we talk about rewriting history. One of the most successful ways you can rewrite history without people knowing about it is impact them with these heavy metals. Mercury, lead, you add them to, together, it's, it's, it's you know, not a one plus one equals two or three, it's one plus one equals 100. We've talked about that. So a nefarious plot is afoot if they're trying to hide mercury, as we've talked about with uh, the vaccine issue. You mentioned the CDC. I said, I would, I would eliminate the CDC altogether except for the toxicologists. Those people deserve medals for what they know, but they're not allowed to come out and say what they know or else they will be fired, much like Dr. Zimmerman was released from his duties as a main uh what we call witness expert. against those right. br- expert witness against those who are bringing up, hey, the vaccine caused my kid to have uh, autism. Robert, you totally missed my point. The, I mean, it was supposed to be a weak attempt at humor, and you missed it when I said that I believe that the researchers and vaccines that say it's safe, I believe 100% of them had brain damage due to lead exposure. But you said, yeah, right, and you went right on. No, but uh, I didn't. I thought that was serious. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, it is. I was it was tongue in cheek somewhat, but yes. I mean, I was yeah. facetious, but it probably is true. So. Exactly. So where where do we go from here? Of course, we go to the things we talk about. Also, if you go to advancedmedicine.com and plug into the IDFW, you know, bringing these things to light that can reverse course, right? Before it's too late, or maybe even people think it's too late, but maybe it isn't. And those are the kind of things we've dedicated our lives to do to help people undo this damage. Yeah. And I think that the bright light at the end of the tunnel is that more and more light is being shined on this subject. And one of the things that you notice that the rats will scurry when light is shined wherever the rats are. They'll scurry to the darker corners. And I think that that's already starting to happen and has been happening, and I think it's now accelerating. And so in those last depths, throws of that particular movement of trying to um, push this agenda of vaccination by making it available at airport kiosks and grocery stores and, you know, fairs, just all these weird places where you'd never think of somebody getting a shot, a flu shot. Yeah. I think people are becoming more and more aware of this and becoming cognizant of the agenda. Well, and they've got to desperately do whatever they can to shut it down. And that's where it becomes a very precarious place we are right when you've cornered the so-called animal the wounded animal the wounded animal this being the pro-vaccine community with the dr zimmerman revelations right the main expert of the government turned on him and they don't want you to know about it we'll talk about it and more after this the revolution will be broadcast the robert scott bell show
The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Robert Scott Bell Show. Well, your power to heal is on the line, and they want to take it away. And they've been successful over the 20th century and the 21st of taking it away, either through the illusion that it's not yours or by damaging you and your loved ones and your offspring with toxic heavy metals like mercury. We talked about lead. And what guarantees the uptake? Fluoride. We'll get to that in a moment. Dr. Batar, you, you had mentioned there was a quote. Uh, was this when you were testifying, or where did this quote come from you're bringing out now? So after I testified, I was invited back for a press conference that the U.S. Congress was having Dan Burton and um, Diane Watson and Dave Weldon, all the congressmen that were having this press conference. And uh, that's actually been the first time I was interviewed by Cheryl Atkinson. But this was a quote that I, I made the statement because our IOM, the Institute of Medicine, came out and made the statement saying that that there was no correlation between mercury and autism. And my response was the report released from the Institute of Medicine clearly indicates the complete absence of any desire to discover scientific truth at the supposed highest levels of medical academia. The individuals responsible for the Institute of Medicine's report either severely lack any intellectual integrity or are suffering from neurological impairment due to mercury toxicity themselves. There is no other explanation for the Institute of Medicine's report. And so that, that quote got out there and, and people really enjoyed it. So I actually made a slide out of it and, uh, and, and had it out there. But I thought it kind of correlated to our earlier comment that I was trying to say in a humorous way that you thought I was serious about the lead aspect that these people that are making these decisions and saying that there's no correlation, they must be suffering from lead and mercury toxicity and having severe neurological deficits. Because otherwise, how can you explain it? Because these people, what, they are, what they're not understanding is that it actually impacts their children as well, their grandchildren as well, their siblings, their nephews and nieces as well. I don't understand why they think that it's, that it's only going to they're, affect certain people. Don't they realize that they're going to be suffering themselves? No, they're either useful idiots or they're engaging in evil activity, right? Now, we could say that the evil activity is somewhat independent of them being useful idiots, but then again, they're helping to manifest an evil agenda. And the fluoride agenda, more fluoride being consumed than any other country on planet Earth, bar none, the United States of drug America. Fluoride in the water supply. Again, this is drugging the population against their will. There's no informed consent. This is the continuation of Nazi Germany in the United States, where these scientists go, yeah, we don't need informed consent. Nuremberg trials, what were those? Let's just drug everybody with fluoride, which, again, guarantees the uptake of all heavy metals that might come into contact with the water from the environment, in the pipes, etc., and compounds the initial problem, I think, by design. I agree with you, Robert. And here's the thing. We've talked about the synergism between how certain metals coming together, where an LD1 of lead and an LD1 of mercury together are an LD100, will kill all 100 people. Well, fluoride is another one of those components. When you start adding fluoride to these heavy metals and the combination, it's, you can't even fathom the extent of damage that's being created. So children... Our, our newer generation, it's interesting how my children will look at any toothpaste before they use it to make sure it has no fluoride. You know, I, I remember, you know, when I was growing up, we were told, make sure your toothpaste has fluoride. We always that's right. Fluoride was something good. And that's, the, again, the propaganda and the misinformation, the dogma that we're taught. 
and and the, the goes back to the, you know the, the same story as he who controls the narrative dictates history. Well, the the narrative was that we have a deficiency of fluoride, which leads to tooth decay, and that's why everybody needs to increase the amount of fluoride, not only in the toothpaste that you're using, but also now because it's not enough, we need to put it in our water supply. And again, people think that a lot of people think it's still good, and of course. It's not, but it, misinformation is perpetuated as truth sure. and fact and science. So what private company could poison the water supply without the aid of government? Again, come back thematically, folks. Recognize government is a very dangerous servant, but it's a brutal master when it can be the facilitator yeah. to the mass poisoning of the population. And in the United States, we have lived that. We are the place, the, we are the country that the bad guys target. Because individual liberty is anathema to collectivism and control over your destiny. Spiritual freedom, that's the foundation of this country. Are we going to lose it? Have we lost it already? Well, I think we're going to need some advanced medicine to restore it. And that's why we get together each and every week here, Dr. Bittar. Well, Robert, I'm hoping that when we get some of these other speakers and the people that are going to attend the advanced medicine conference, it'll be an event that will be talked about for years. Absolutely. Well, looking forward to that. We'll get you more information on the deals for Robert Scott Bell Show listeners. Thank you, Dr. Bittar. Tell them what they need to know because we got to go. The power to heal is unequivocally yours. The Robert Scott Bell Show. The Robert Scott Bell Show.